Hello and welcome to the All Good Stories podcast, where we believe all good stories belong to Jesus. And when we look for Jesus in the stories around us, we find him more fully in our own. We're your hosts, Chris Bowden and Simon Campbell, two millennial dads who love pop culture and making connections from the content we love to the God who loves us. And in this premiere episode, episode one, we're going to board our boat, sail across the sea, and restore the heart of Tafiti and find the good stories in Moana. But before we do, because this is our first episode, our very first episode, right off the bat, hey, thanks for checking this random thing out. (laughs) We are delighted that you're here, and we hope it's a great experience for you. We are two guys who have had hallway conversation after hallway conversation about Christianity and pop culture, and every time go, uh, hey... This could make a good podcast. We should record this. So after much deliberation and planning, we decided, hey, let's actually uh, put this thing together. So a special thank you and shout out to our family and friends who have followed (laughs) along listening to us just talk about this for uh, almost a year. Yeah, and I think the thing that's so natural about this for me is that we share so many of the similar interests and things that we're watching. So (laughs) I think this is going to be fun. Either this is going to end up being useful for other people as well, because they share similar things right. with us. Right. Or it'll just be a really fun little echo chamber for you and me. Like, <laughs> that's great. Glad we could process that out to ourselves. Because ultimately, <laughs> I, I want the stuff that I'm watching to be another opportunity to talk about Jesus. And that's what we're doing. We want to bring Jesus into the conversations about what we're watching. And I I want the people around me, I want to develop this skill within myself and I want the people around me in my family Mm -hmm. to have this skill of being able to find Jesus all over the place in their lives and and, and in the world around them. You know, like that's what we all want, right? That's exactly right. Kind of at every moment, every opportunity, there's like, oh, yep, there's Jesus again. Another opportunity to talk about God or kind of see him on display in the same way when we like look at mountains or a sunset that we, those ones seem to come a little more naturally for us, but going like, right. no, even in pop culture, because for me personally, oh, yeah. I get really tired of this, like Christian take I tend to find of putting Christianity and pop culture as kind of these like almost natural enemies against each other. And I really just don't think that's the case. I don't think they're enemies. I think yeah. it's a skill to grow to say, hey, we can find Jesus in all of these different things that are out there, even on the extreme ends, you know, like yeah. heaven forbid pop culture is saying like, hey, everyone should go watch Game of Thrones. And I, you know, I bet we could probably still find Jesus in Game oh, of Thrones. Yes. Knowing that like everyone has their own different thresholds, right? If you are uncomfortable with Game of Thrones for its content or how that kind of lands or sits with you, that's fine. But kind of writing that off or villainizing people who do enjoy it and are engaging with it, I, I think it's kind of a slippery slope or a mistake we tend to make in some Christian bubbles and circles. So I'm excited to go like, hey, in all of these, I think there are opportunities for us to see Jesus and, and find ways to talk about Jesus within pop culture and content. Because our belief is that if it's a good story, we believe all good stories belong to Jesus. So if they're good, it's possible then to find whatever we're consuming to become a place where we can recognize Jesus and encounter his presence in the world. And to just add one little disclaimer to all this is we're not making the claim when we're talking about Moana or any other movie that the creators of this had any intention 
of telling aspects of the story of Jesus or pointing to him in any way or including these things. It's just, I think it's one of those things that is natural. Anytime you tell a good story, there's going to be things that connect to Jesus because all good stories belong to Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's perfect. That's good context. Enough prefacing for now. So let's go ahead and jump into Moana. So if you haven't seen Moana lately, this story is a great story that starts with, in the beginning, there was nothing, and then out of nothing erupted this mother island, this the source of all life. Hmm, and what, an, what an interesting way to start a story. Exactly. And at the heart of this mother island was this heart that, that gave the power, that was believed to give the power to create life itself. And enters this character, Maui, this trickster who takes the heart, which breaks the fabric of this creation and everything falls apart. But there's a promise that someday someone would come and restore the heart to the mother island, Tefiti, and bring balance back to the world. <laughs> we heard the story before somewhere. Like, and so then this is where we see the character of Moana and Maui, the demigod, who are in going on this journey to restore the hearts of Tefiti, to restore balance to the world, and we follow their adventures. Right. And Along with Hey Hey the Chicken, let's not forget the Loki MVP <laughs> of the entire movie. The, right? Yes, the obligatory animal sidekick <laughs> <laughs> to any Disney princess. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that they even like draw attention to that. You're a princess, daughter of the chief, Here's and you've got an animal sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Well, she really has two. That poor yeah. pig did not get to go on the adventures, right? <laughs> we thought that was going to be it. And it was like, no, nope, we blew that. So I guess we're taking the deadbeat chicken. <laughs> the deadbeat chicken. <laughs> and ultimately, we're, we're at the end of the story. We see that they succeed. The heart is restored. And Moana finds this new identity as a wayfinder and leads her people mm-hmm. to this new way of life in harmony with Tefiti and, and the life of all islands. So that's the story of Moana. Let's talk about it. I know this is like a favorite movie in the Campbell it household. Is. Like this is a I pillar Moana. of entertainment for you, which, which draws the question, right? Let's call it out. Like, is this actually a good movie? Does it tell a good story? And we both think would argue, yes, this is yes. a real good one. And we'll get into some more details as to why that is. But hey, here's a few things we love about it just right off the bat. You look at Moana next to a lineup of Disney princesses, and a lot of times you see these princesses have superpowers. Oh, magic hair or <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Like Snow White has all the birds. Hers and- apparently like, yeah, you can sing and birds show up. You know, yeah, that, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> Do all this stuff. <laughs> there are these like super, supernatural things. But in, in Moana's case, it's really her resilience that carries her through all of these different situations that is kind of her superpower. And I think that that's such a cool thing for little girls, kids of all ages, really, to take that into the center of themselves. And so when they say, I am Moana and embody that resilience and look to that character, I mean, I think that that just makes it a 
a good story. Yeah, and it plays into her like character development over the course of the movie too. She doesn't have everything figured out over the course of the movie. Like she oh, literally no. has to learn how to become a wayfinder. As yeah. soon as she actually chooses to set off yep. off the island, it's like you crash that boat in a minute and a half of screen time, right? And it yep. does not work out. And she's got to figure out what do I do with that? Yep. Do I try again? What's my inspiration? Why am I really doing this? And so not only are you getting just a, like this grit and tenacity, but also the processing behind it of what yeah. do I do in light of these setbacks so that is great and there's also a little thing that i love in this movie as a dad there's two places where moana's father says to her this suits you Mm. and the first time it's when she's doing a good job caring for her people taking on the mantle of the daughter of the chief expected role at the beginning of the movie yeah yeah, yeah, expected role and so she's kind of identifying a problem with the harvest and making you know making a solution with the people and he says this suits you yeah that that, like islander encourage says she's doing great she's embodying the love of her people and the love of her island in that moment this suits Mm -hmm. you and then at the end he kind of affirms this other part of her after she has returned from going across the ocean, the, the kind of thing that he had sort of resisted about her before. And she comes back and he says, this suits you. And for God, me, that's just like, full circle. You watch somebody grow up and you do all these things and you're kind of owning all, all the parts of who they are and just appreciating them. You know what I mean? This suits yeah. you. Yeah. And rather than being like in conflict with those two things, they, they're very complimentary to each other and yeah. how like she's still leading but just in a way that's better designed and aligned with who she is and who she's called to be so yeah uh, that's great one for me is that opening song mm-hmm. for me they're talking about the island and how the system works was really just talking about like their safety traditionalism and comfort where the lyric is like you can ha- find happiness right where you are yes uh, and, and i love that line because of how convicting it can be for me personally actually yes because that line is true you can find happiness right where you are but that doesn't mean that that happiness is either helpful or healthy for you you can still be happy or be comfortable and still miss something bigger and greater that's out there for you as a guy who falls into that all of the time i internally for me i am just so driven more than i want to admit by what is comfortable for me like comfort is king more often than not and so knowing in moana's story she could have found happiness right where she was she's kind of embracing this expected role for her and yet in the midst of that chooses to kind of pursue this thing out there that she feels like she just cannot ignore that she needs to go out and do and it is the much more uncomfortable option both like relationally in her family dynamic choosing to go out into the unknown having to learn having to grow in the process and so so for somebody who just like i thrive on comfort and kind of make it even my nest around the house if i'm gonna like go into work or take a break i'm like all right i want to have my five beverages that i might want to drink i gotta have a book (laughs) uh, my beverage graveyard that i carry with me everywhere i go i want my switch i want my laptop i just i want to be surrounded by things that i could do and be comfortable by and to know that you could find it but you might still miss what's mm. out there for you it's just hiding just you know just that little element of the opening part of good. the song that is good there are lots of things in this movie that i feel are super effective methods of storytelling i love the way that the animation is set up the size of the ocean the immensity the vastness the unknownness of this kind of journey that she's on 
it just all the whole yes. thing feels big. It They'll feels use these big. intentional it feels shots where the camera's set low. You yeah. see like the wide fancy ocean, and, but then you get like the sky above it too, in yeah. these big kind of pensive moments. Yeah, that ah oh, man. And I love the connection to culture that the series of newer Disney princesses is kind of embracing. That mm-hmm. we get to see like this picture of Polynesian culture and tradition and all those types of things. I love that part of it. And, you know, Lin-Manuel music isn't bad neither. Yeah, the details of like a funny moments, really, at the introduction of the island. Like you got a guy getting a tattoo and, and it hurts in a very traditional way of getting a tattoo, yeah. right? And yeah. he's like, it's, is it done yet? You know, it hasn't, hasn't really started. <laughs> you know, it's not working. And yeah. Moana teaching those kids how to dance and you get the kid that kind of like side eyes her. <laughs> he's like using all these dance. Yeah. Moves. Oh yeah, and, and I mean, I mean, those are like can feel like throwaway little comedic moments, but they do paint a picture of what are probably some cultural yeah. norms or learnings yep. uh, of that actual time and place, which is great for people to see themselves represented in this story. It's so cool, so good. And I have to say, Dwayne Johnson is good in this. <laughs> I have to say, like, I mean, I'm he's one of those people that I I kind of. I kind of generally like him in most of the stuff he's in, but I, mm-hmm. I'm i grudgingly like giving that praise. <laughs> I feel like this is like a struggle for you to admit that you enjoyed like The Rock in a movie, right? Yes. Like, because I, I did not know him in his pro wrestling days. That was not like an area of interest for me growing up, but I've known him in Jumanji and Fast and the Furious. Like, I guess he's also been in Jungle Cruise now in his like Disney era <laughs> yeah, of life, yeah, right? Yeah. And of course, the guy's found a way to like adapt himself and his brand to be in this because of course he has. But to his credit, right? Like, this is just the perfect lane for him right yeah. and inspired by his own background and his own culture that he got to bring to this which is really really fun too yeah. uh, but I, I still like they're just like yeah it's maui and d10 i go yeah but but it's the rock yeah <laughs> which i think adds a lot to the character but i think that's just man that's i'm glad that you can uh accept Dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> in this movie simon wait way to come around to what the rest of the world has already embraced <laughs> Those are some cool notes of things that we're personally inspired by in that movie, things we enjoy. But we say that all good stories belong to Jesus. And so to jump off of that, going, what in this actually belongs to Jesus? What are the themes yeah. or the narratives, takeaways that we can find a really clear or direct tie to either some biblical themes, biblical stories that are meaningful to us as people who believe and follow Jesus? We've got five that we've got to draw to the <laughs> surface here that we would really love to just unpack and spend some time on. So again, Simon, take it away. Even man. the beginning, the first like 30 seconds of the movie, you have this story unfolding before you that really connects. I think this is the fall. You know, this is the, the fall mm-hmm. of creation. You get the, the creation storyline. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then the mother island emerged, Tefiti, and gave birth to all life. And then it falls apart. It falls yeah. apart through this trickster. A trickster. This is like its own sort of genesis narrative of the fall of creation. And the life literally is being drained from island after island. And that, like, that's yeah, the, it's, that's it's the gonna setup. Kill we see the slow corruption of of sin and decay and mm-hmm. death and the mm-hmm. inevitable nature. I mean, I think your grandma even ends with like the bloodthirsty <laughs> jaws of inescapable death. You know, like, and the perfect comedic turn of like, and she's talking to two-year-olds. Yes, this epic story to two-year-olds. Yes, 100%. And so I think, I mean, we have from a connection to the biblical story, we, we literally have a, ga- a garden dying. And we yeah. and we have this moment of stealing and of sin, and everything is lost. 
And at the end, we have a promise for someone who would restore this, that would restore the heart of Tefiti. And just like Genesis 3.15 is like the first promise of restoration. So we have all of this in this compact beginning that's such a close tie the, to the biblical like the story. first three minutes of the movie, and you're like, okay, so we told the Genesis story, yeah. and where do we go from here? And then one of the other big themes of the entire movie all the way through, probably the strongest theme is this idea of calling and defining what Very calling true, yeah. really is for Moana and her story and her story arc. And really like the tensions that creates with her family unit of going like, hey, I know this is the expectation of me, but there's something else out there that I am inescapably drawn to. It keeps me up at night. I can't let go of it. It is causing me to think about it. Even as they're walking through a song, of her growing into this role. There's yeah. like this cult back to the ocean. She looks back to her grandma who's on the shore. Yep. Like there's all this imagery of this draw and this pull to something beyond something a little dangerous, something a little unknown, yeah. very much like the start of this hint of a hero's journey that's lying out there. And I love in this, how like the dad in it, right? Really is like, Nope, you got to embrace this as the tradition. It's going to keep you safe. And he's not anti her. He no. loves her, wants to empower her. Um, he's not in opposition to her and her leadership, but he is in opposition to like where that calling is driving her to go, right? And causing so this true. like tension. And she's being called in tension between two good things. And I think that yeah. that's a really good thing to express what the calling means in the Christian life. We're not being pulled between something that's bad and something that's just obviously good. Lots of times mm -hmm. in, the, in, in our life with Jesus, we're called to two good things. And oftentimes the opposition of what God's calling for us is just safety and comfort. Those aren't bad things, mm -hmm. right? But they are in tension with doing something uncomfortable, something that is unexpected, something that doesn't necessarily make sense. And something that gets hinted in kind of some of the interactions with some characters we'll get to is this idea in the story of even as she pursues that calling, it does not get easier. And there are certain times where she stops. She doubts it. She stops pursuing oh, it. Yes. And the ocean is characters interacting with really kind of plays the God figure here. Girl's like, okay. And, and, you know, for Moana's story, it probably would have worked out for her either way. She probably would have been a great leader on her island, or she could have been this great hero. Like, either route is probably going to work for her. Yeah. Uh, but because she pursued really what this kind of greater, bigger, grander calling is, really got to save mm -hmm. her ocean, her island, yeah. her family, all these things as a result of really following kind of this truer calling that she's going after. But I love that element of multiple times where she can change course. Like yeah. She can say yeah. no. She can step she can away. Say no to and, this calling. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately, it'll be okay. But you're yeah. gonna miss out. You are you're going miss to miss out on the greater, grander. Mm -hmm. It's like you come follow me, and you're gonna see some amazing things. It's gonna be hard, and it's gonna be crazy. I think about the disciples, like not really knowing what they're in for, jumping in with Jesus. But they said yes, and gosh, some brutal results for them. But also, like they witnessed the most incredible story in the world firsthand. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so I, I just think about that a lot in this movie. We all say, like, yep, you want to pursue God's call for your life. You get, you know, you want to follow where God's leading you to go. At the same time, knowing that, like, God still gives you a lot of freedom and a lot of choice in the process. And deep down, at the end of the day, He's going to love you either way. There is grace yeah. in all of that. It's just you might miss some opportunities mm -hmm. along the way. 
And spoilers, even if you say yes, it might not work out right away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and I love, because like Moana, like she has her song, How Far I'll Go. It's this triumphant, yeah, like, you think, it's like oh, yeah, one of the work. themes of the movie, Ooh. right? And again, a minute and a half into her finishing that song, immediately the boat tips and we've crashed into the coral reef, right? Like, And, and it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like we're back on the shore, right? And yeah. like there's this immediate setback. Just because we're following this calling does not mean it's all going to work out. It's all going to be perfect. Everything's straight ahead. No, it's we see in the story it causes setback after setback and it causes more challenges and more learning. She doesn't know how to be a wayfinder or get across the ocean. Now she's got to deal with Maui, who yep. is totally counter to her goal and has to go through all these different struggles and challenges. But in the pursuit of what really she feels like she's actually destined and designed to do. So true. And I think that one of the other things that draws my attention that reminds me of Jesus in in Moana is her interactions with the ocean. They just remind me of what it kind of feels like to follow God sometimes. The ocean (laughs) is this sort of mysterious, cryptic even character that has sort of random interactions. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't have a speaking role, right? It's literally like this fun nonverbal animation that it gets to play on. And I can't help but see when the the ocean moves around and like tilts what we see as the... Oh yeah, like when Maza baby just kind of tilts looking down at her. Yeah, I I can't not see Flubber. (laughs) No, no. It's Flubber. Like that's what it... You see blue flubber is what you see when you see I the do. I can't unsee it. You just successfully undermined that entire character. Oh. Like, <laughs> And now you've ruined it for all of us. So thank you for that. <laughs> no, but I do think there are a lot of things in terms of Moana's interaction with the ocean. At sometimes the ocean seems to be very involved. Like we'll mm-hmm. carry her through the ocean, plop her on the boat right in front of Maui. And at other times we'll leave her stranded in the middle of a storm. And yet that storm puts her exactly where she needs to be. Uh, you know, I thought, right. I'm going to go to the <laughs> storm and wreck my boat. She's super upset. Why am I here? Doesn't that feel like our prayer? Sometimes we're standing on the shore after just, just being wrecked by <laughs> whatever God has called us to. And like, I thought you were going to help me. <laughs> you know, do this. I thought you were going to help me. And while I might not phrase it like this, just that sort of fish pee in you. <laughs> like, it's just like, what the heck are you doing? Yes. What's yes. going on? And so I, I think that there are a lot of those types of interactions with the ocean throughout that remind me of Jesus and that relationship with God in, in that in that interaction. Yeah. The other thing that's fun about the ocean in particular is that he's been with her since the beginning of the story. Like Graham <sighs> even says that like, you're so good. I said yeah. the ocean chose you. It, yeah. it chose you. You get this almost like infant baptism moment on the shore at the beginning, right? And we, we can oh, tread yeah. there, you know, yeah, yeah. of like she wanders out and it kind of swirls the water around her hair and twists up, puts a flower in her hair, right? And there's almost this baptism or oh. commissioning of I've chosen you at a very young age. Before she's done anything, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Before she's done anything at all. Right. Mm, I see you. Yeah. And you get this commissioning of the water, this baptism of the water. And then when she actually gets the larger boat, right? She actually takes off again, kind of her restart, uh, actually leaving the island. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She passes under that waterfall. That where the boats have been hiding out, which also no one's ever wandered behind the waterfall before. No kid's been like, yeah, I want to walk through that, <laughs> by the way. Like, sure, that's a legit hiding spot for generations. No one has found the cave behind the waterfall, right? Anyway, but you're I so, digress. But, but, but passing through the water, you're right, though. When she's made this decision to pursue this call, she's committing to this 
That's like a, that's like a, I'd say that like it's like a believer's baptism, right? If we want to even the scales between our baptism theologies here, like, oh, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I've, got got one, I've got one more. I've got mm-hmm. one more. You remember at the end of the movie where she is questioning this call and she actually hands the heart back to the ocean. Yeah, she has like, like dark night of the soul, basically, yeah, yeah. right? Everything's still on the water. It's tough. Yeah, now he's yeah. out. Like, okay, she's got ha- it. She's handing it back saying, choose someone else. And the ocean takes the heart back. She has this reawakening and choosing to finally profess that this is who she is. Like, mm-hmm. I am Moana. I'm going to say, oh, yeah, a reprise gonna... of kind of her yes. like theme. So, yeah, yeah. so now after Maui has deserted her, now she's taking this on in a new way and owning it in a new way. She dives into the water. Oh, to like, man. Like, yes. So united with Jesus in his death. <laughs> oh, and man. Raise, and rises again to new life. So she becomes this new identity and she functions differently for the rest yeah. of that movie. Gosh, that is the turning point for her, right? Like oh, there's new so motivation, there's new drive, ownership. God. The symbolism <laughs> with water is just all over the place. And because of that, that is tied to our Christian faith as well. We have right. water symbols all over the place. Speaking of some of that, the other interaction with God, I think is like super fun, is the relationship with her grandma. Really mm. for me is so similar to what I think my relationship with the Holy Spirit is like. Again, Moana, yeah. towards the beginning of the movie she is accepting her fate as it were to go put her stone on the mountain like i'm going to embrace the expectations yes. my family has for me i'm going to place my stone that's that's still a good thing and i'm just going to move forward and yep. grandma says okay well then head on back <laughs> you know and she, she has this <laughs> moment of wait why aren't you trying to talk me out of it and she says you said that's what you wanted yes. And I think how many times are like jesus or the holy spirit is like well deep down you said that's what you wanted you're getting yeah. exactly God, what you really, want. Yeah, where we're and, released to do what it is we want, whether yes, or not. Yeah, it's, at the end yeah. of the day, right? Mm. It may not be aligned with what God has for us or wants for us, but goes, you said that's what you wanted. You know, like this is where your heart's taking you to go. Yeah, um, that's And good. then like the chef's kiss for me, the really great part of this that I could just live in is she responds back. If there's something you want to tell me, just tell me. Is there something you want to tell me? <laughs> Which, again, so much like my relationship with Jesus. Is there something you want to tell me? <laughs> just tell responds, me. responds, is there something you want to hear? You know, oh, and I'm just yeah. like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yep, is there something you want to hear? And I just think that Jesus, in his stories in the Bible, responding with questions to people, mm. he's, he drives more out of them by digging a little deeper, asking some clarifying questions, or even telling parables as answers to stories. Grandma tells, grandma says, tells the story of the voyagers. She and like ultimately all that drives stuff. towards right, that, right? right like, right. hey, go uh, wander in that random cave. You trust me, right? Go wander into that dark, <laughs> scary place. Yeah. And she discovers the story of, You've of her people. You've been told all of our stories, but one. Right. Yeah. And yeah. That's so and good. It, which I love because Jesus is, I think, just not interested in saying, okay, hey, you should do better, do this. Like, yeah, direct we've got answers. Commands, we, we've got yeah. principles. As much as we want the them. Of Jesus. Right. Yeah. Right. Even as clarifying as that may be, we feel at times, it is mm-hmm. not a to do list faith that we're living out. It's this active, thriving relationship with Jesus. We're uh, living into best. stories. You might say. You might say. <laughs> Probably supposed to go boo, boo. It's too but much. Then, it's too it's, much. Too much. Yeah. At some point, someone's <laughs> checking out going like, we get it. <laughs> yeah. But along those same lines with grandma as Holy Spirit, there is that moment on, I referenced it earlier when she dives down and does the thing. But before that, she has this interaction with grandma. I think this is the Holy Spirit role of reminding us, reminding Moana who she is. and 
you'll hear a voice inside is actually the lyric of the song yeah. that she sings. Yeah. And nothing on earth can silence that small voice still inside you. And I think that that's such a powerful moment. And the other thing that I feel, I, this is going back to the beginning of the movie, but when grandma dies, okay, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert, Simon. <laughs> grandma oh, dies. Okay. Um, so we got a Disney movie where the parents do not die, but still but death dies. of a loved one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. But grandma dies and Moana's torn up. Grandma's telling her, go do this thing. And Moana's like, but I can't leave you. And grandma says, there is nowhere you could go that I won't be with you. And for me, I hear just a direct echo almost of Matthew 28, 20, the quote from Jesus where he says, I will be with you always, even to the ends of the age, mm. right? Yep. I think those critical yep. moments where we are kind of promised God's presence with us, that we have this still small voice inside us telling us who we are, that reminds me so much of the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so I think you're, yeah. I think you're right on. Like that is, that is such yeah. a great connection. And then with government, like she proves herself later. There's nowhere yeah. you go that won't be with you. And then kind of that dark moment for her before she takes off to the final trajectory of the movie, grandma shows up at kind of Moana's lowest. She mm -hmm. arrives really, again, kind of this like Holy Spirit who reminds her once again of who she really is and brings back this reminder of, hey, this is your actual calling. This is who you actually are. This is how much I love you and how I believe in you and mm -hmm. helps, you know, inspire this return to the path that she's on. That again, I think the Holy Spirit does for us all the time in these still quiet moments of our lives where it goes, hey, remember, I love you no matter what. Hey, remember, mm -hmm. you do not need to earn your way to a relationship with me. Hey, it doesn't matter what your story is. It doesn't matter what doubts you have. It doesn't matter how it went today. Yeah. I'm with you. We're going to figure this out. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get back on board. Yeah. That's so true. And I think I saved the best for last. This is like, the <laughs> most, this is this, this last one of at the end of the movie. This is what reminds me most of Jesus, honestly. So we see this transformation of Moana. She embraces this call. She goes to face Taka, this demon monster lava that <laughs> has been like the, this is the symbol of death and destruction, right? That, yeah, it seems a little heavy handed, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so she, she faces this obstacle and she's got the heart of Tefiti. And she finally understands this is the biggest pivot in the whole story of the movie that the bottom just drops out and it's just gorgeous. Where we recognize finally that Taka actually is a fallen version of Tefiti, right? And she's, right. she needs this new heart to be placed inside of it's, her. I remember the first time watching that mm. and I, like my jaw dropped and I went, oh, this yeah. is a Disney classic. They did it. Okay. They did it. I'm in. <laughs> and there's a lot of biblical language around this new heart. One of them from Ezekiel 36, 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit inside you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart mm -hmm. of flesh. So this language is littered throughout scripture. <laughs> and we have Moana kind of playing the role of Jesus in this moment, offering to this completely self-destructive symbol of death and everything, a new heart. And Moana's song, if you flip this around a little bit, and if you imagine these are the words of Jesus to you in this situation, I have crossed the horizon to find you. I know your name. They have stolen the heart from inside you, but this does not define you. This is not who you are. You know who you are, who you truly are. And when I think about placing Jesus in that moment, 
we do know that Jesus has not only crossed the horizon, but he has transcended heaven and earth to find us, to offer us this heart. And this is the moment where regeneration, redemption happens all at once. We see Tefiti reawakened and transformed in life. And it's just this incredible moment where I feel like the fabric of this story and the story of Jesus just becomes so thin between the two and such yep. an opportunity to see Jesus in this moment. That's great. And even when even when Tefiti rises up out of the water and she's like blooming everywhere and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like and the, a crown wraps around her head, like oh, I just stop. think like, such, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we we're going any direction, can't we? This is great. Well, no, 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 you like, go, we, man. We have this heart placed inside of us, and now we become sons and daughters of the king. We inherit by no merit of our own the crown of victory. There's just such a strong new heart symbolism in here. That's such an opportunity, I think. Okay, Simon, talked about how Moana's a good story in general, talked about five areas where we see Jesus on display in this story, but like, so what? <laughs> <laughs> like, we could nerd out about this all day, but like, so what? Who cares? What are we asking to do about this? If we really give this story to Jesus, what are we doing here? Ultimately, I think the rubber hits the road if we are able to give this story to Jesus. What kind of opportunities does the story of Moana give us to talk about Jesus, to talk about some big things? I think that there are some really practical opportunities that the story of Moana gives us to talk about some real things. The first one is just the overall meta narrative of the Bible. We have the creation story, the fall represented in Moana and this promised savior that the rest of the narrative leads up to the realization of who this savior is. And then the pointing to the restoration of all things and our opportunity to be participants in that story. So that big story, that overarching meta narrative, I think Moana gives us an opportunity, whether it's with our kids or whoever we're watching with a movie like Moana puts it in such a palatable and approachable way. Whereas, you know, the Bible is so expansive, it's ancient, and it's sometimes hard to see that overall storyline traveling through it. But this is such a good opportunity for us to engage that idea of the story that's running through the whole Bible. That's well said. I think another one of those on the top of the list, I mean, not a surprise given the content we've talked about, but really is gives us an opportunity to talk about calling. It's one of those terms that can be so almost amorphous or loaded that people go like, oh, that sounds like such a big kind of crazy heady thing. It's like, well, you know, sometimes for people it's really clear. Sometimes it's a little more of like something that's formed over time in you, depending on who you are. But really it's kind of this pursuit of who are you ultimately meant to be? What's he uh, forming you into? Yeah, where's your true identity really lie? And I think what we find as an example in the story is there are choices along the way here. God isn't going to force you and he's choosing to accomplish his purposes in the world through us, through you. And what a cool privilege, what a cool picture that like the God of the universe says, uh, yeah, let's go pursue this thing together. Yeah, we get to watch the internal kind of tension and development of a character who's kind of drawn between, you know, following that calling or not. And that's yeah. such a great yep. picture, I think, for us and a useful one for somebody watching this who's trying to do that same discernment in their own life of like, yeah, it's going to feel like this. You yeah, which I think drives a lot of necessary authenticity for us as people who believe in Jesus. Because I think there's this weird, almost 
expectation or maybe projection we will make as Christians of once I said yes to a relationship with Jesus, everything seems to be working out now. My life right? is going to be great. And, and a part of that is because like <laughs> there is legitimate transformation that's happening in your life. Yes. Like the Holy Spirit has empowered you and you're taking steps and you're changing, but yes. we can then overlook or we don't want to talk about the fact that there are still things to figure out. There are still parts of me that are broken and in mm-hmm. need. And because I'm in this relationship with Jesus now, some things are actually going to be harder right? I can even think about the immediate one for one here is, hey, you maybe in a family where other people don't believe in Jesus, you suddenly do. Other people in your family don't believe the legends are true, right? Right, right. Moana's dad's like, this is just a rock, right? Yeah. He throws the thing away, right? Just a rock. And so I go like, man, there is like some really relatable stuff in here that I think we need to acknowledge as Christians saying, hey, even though you're pursuing the calling that God's placed in your life, it does not mean it's going to magically work out. There are times where what you are pursuing is going to fail. The dreams that you have are going to die. Uh, Relationships are going to be broken. And that is a part of the journey. And we believe that God can use that. And he's in that story. And he's a part of that. We live in in a world that's pretty broken. And so the brokenness is in the story. Right. Yeah. But like God, God is in all of that. And so I think that's just such an important part of the story of calling as well that gets represented in this story. And I I think often the enemy of our calling that we see here a little bit too is just complacency, safety, security, the way things have always been. If there's an enemy in this apart from Tekah, the big obvious lava monster, it's it's really kind of this idea of traditionalism for safety's sake a little bit. Yeah. Um, And I'm not saying traditionalism bad. There's plenty of value in that. Don't hear me wrong. But when it keeps us from what our true intended purposes or what God has for us, if it's getting in the way of the obedient steps that are in front of us from Jesus, then we kind of have to start calling to question some of those traditions we tend to like hold on to if it's getting yeah. in the way of the mission that God has placed on us. And I love the <laughs> the overlay of Moana's call on that tradition is seen in that image in the end of the movie where she places the conch shell. That oh, started yeah. it right on top yeah. of the rock. Which, is, yeah. which, which actually, I hadn't thought about this before. It was so cool because at the beginning of the movie, when the ocean kind of, quote, like baptizes her, mm-hmm. there's a shell. Yeah, a, that's what draws her in first. Involved, yep. Right? And then, oh, full circle. Full it's circle. there. I think the last opportunity that Moana really presents to us is this opportunity to talk about, like in that last scene, the need for a new heart. Deep down, we know who we are. We know we're not right. representing that right. fully. We're, we, mm-hmm. we know we're far apart from that. Like something's wrong in us and we can't do it on our own. We need, we're, we're, we're raging, uncontrolled, destructive lava monsters. Uh, I am blowing everything up all of the time. Yeah. And, and so I think that this, it's such a kind of visceral and really obvious picture of this to demonstrate this opportunity to talk about, yes, we need a new heart that Jesus can place within us. When we believe in him, we accept that. So I think that those are the big opportunities that we have when we give this story to Jesus. I get dreamy thinking about when my daughter is going to be old enough to like take in Moana Mm -hmm. and see imagery about Moana giving Teka a new heart and being able to have some pieces compared to go like, hey, that's what uh, Jesus has the opportunity to do for you in a very Mm -hmm. different way. It might just be be planting a little seed that might grow later. You never know. But but we're placing a reminder. That's the whole point of this is placing reminders all around us and being able to see that and immersing ourselves in that story and and allowing those things to speak to us. doesn't mean I need to sit down after every (laughs) freaking thing she watches (laughs) and say like, hey, what a... 
what biblical <laughs> themes did you see in Bluey today? Like, well, now you've ruined Bluey. You took this beautiful thing and you wrecked it. Yeah. So like, we're not, we're not saying that and being heavy handed, but you can start to notice these things. Yeah. And the more we do that, I think the more we're going to see uh, the people around us be able to trigger on those things and like, oh yeah, that reminds yeah. me of Jesus. Yeah. That reminds me yeah. of Jesus. I see Jesus in that. And if we have that skill, oh my goodness, what a beautiful thing. As we close out here, we thought we would also provide one way we should not give our story to Jesus. Don't, so, do, don't do it this way. <laughs> so without further ado, here's the one, the only, our very, very favorite friend, ChatGPT's mm. Christian knockoff version of Moana. Embark on an unforgettable journey of faith and discovery with Mara, Quest for Faith. Join oh. our spirited heroine as she navigates the high seas of self-discovery and seeks to restore her people's wavering faith in the Almighty. The wavering faith is what does it for me. Like, it's like You're detecting like a, an ocean pun from the yeah, AS? I, I, yes. <laughs> Set sail with her endearingly incompetent animal companions parrot who only quotes Bible verses, often out of context, and a clumsy, forgetful dolphin who believes in miracles despite constantly failing to perform them. Will Mara manage to overcome these trials? Will she restore her people's faith by finding the ancient scripture of the eternal lighthouse? Only time will tell. It's a cinematic shipwreck you won't want to miss, but probably should. What a great last line. <laughs> a cinematic shipwreck you won't want to miss, but probably should. So here is not how to give that story over to Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> so, Simon, all good things must come to an end, including this podcast. Yeah, thanks again for joining us for episode one. We hope this was a valuable conversation that's useful to you as you engage with stories and, and look for Jesus in them. And we'd love to keep the conversation going with you because there's all sorts of other fun content with Moana, either stuff we didn't have time for or things that you're going to catch and notice in your own viewing. Um, or if you've got movies out there yourself or some TV shows that you would love to have us talk about on this podcast, uh, we would love to explore these with you. And you can track us down on Instagram at All Good Stories Podcast. We'd love to hear from you and know that you're following along. And remember... All good stories belong to Jesus. And if you choose to give your story to Jesus, you can be sure he'll make it a good one.